I'm Dr. Ben Dale, and I have a fear of retirement. Welcome in, everybody. As you know, we're now going around and interviewing folks, and one of the people I have the pleasure of knowing and the honor of knowing is Eric Karos. Hi, Eric. How you doing, Ben? Good to see you again. <laughs> Good to see you as well. I'd like to, just so everybody has context, especially the people that know me, mm-hmm. they're already asking, how, how does that jackhammer know Eric Karos, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, that guy's an idiot. How does he know Eric Karos? So, we know each other from your boys mm-hmm. going to Miracosta. Miracosta High School. I had, yeah. uh, I, I had three kids go through Miracosta, but at the time that the time uh, you I were principal, there. right? Uh, two boys there and uh, played Jared baseball. And Jared and Kyle. And we got to, got to know one another over a, I think that was a five-year period uh, that they were there at the school. So, uh, yeah. So, just so everyone understands, I was an active principal with athletics. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, was fairly known throughout my time. And so I don't remember where I was. And so for the story, I'll just be in my office. And you stopped by and said, hi, I'm Eric Carroll's. Of course, I know who you mm-hmm. are. And you said, I'd really like to talk to you about doing something with the baseball field. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we met. No, I, I, I remember, I, I remember, I think you had an experience with another school uh, that you had worked at, and it was Redondo actually, yeah. and talking about the baseball field, and if you know, if if you do it for one pro part, one program, you, you might have to do something for the the, the softball program, oh. and this and, that. and I, that's what I remember yeah. most. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, wait, I just want, I want to improve the base, boys baseball program. Wait, I'm gonna have to do for softball too. I mean, no, what happened at Redondo is the boys coach came and he had private money and he wanted to redo the team room. Okay. So the girls coach at Redondo, who's still there, Marcelo, right. but I don't care if he hears this, because right. <laughs> he knows what he did. Yeah. He just laid low right. and let them redo their team room. And when they were done, he filed a Title IX complaint. Oh boy, so yeah, he, district, knew, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> so, he, I know. so it was awesome, it was well played. Right. So the district had to come in and pay for it. And, but in, the only loser in that was me, because I got in all kinds of trouble right, right, for right. Uh, <laughs> causing the district to have to the redo pay, the yeah. girls' team room. So I, probably from the outside, it could have looked like, you know, this principal guy, I'm wanting to put in money and right. do the baseball field, and he's giving me this excuse, and this is his way of giving me the brush off, when in reality it was... I was kind of hoping you would do both. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just giving me a heads up. Like, what, what but no, I, I, I will say, though, that the, the period of time that you know, we were able to work together and some of the things that we were able to accomplish uh, over there you know, on the baseball side, you know, one of the best, facil- best public facility you know, in Southern California. Yeah, you did great work and spearheaded that. And, and the reason why I like bringing it up uh, how we met that way and, and, and all is my favorite story about you is there was, I got an email and the email said, my son and I decided to go onto your field and play catch. And we were there not very long and out of nowhere, one of your security guys rolls up in a truck 
and tells us, you can't be on this field. You got to get the field. And he was very angry. And he was very defensive. <laughs> was that me? <laughs> so I went to security and I go, who, who went down on the field and ran some folks off? And they're right. all mad and none of us. So I went to the custodians. Who went down on the field and got all mad and none of us? So I went to the coach, Keith. Mm-hmm. And I said, Keith, I got it, this email. I told him the story. It's right. like I told you. And he goes, oh, no, that was Eric. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably me, yeah. So my question is, kind of from your house, you can kind of see the campus. Where, where were you exactly That's a, that you saw somebody I shouldn't on the say, field? I shouldn't say it. I had cameras. Were you, were you, I know. I had cameras put up there. No, I have cameras. Yeah, I, I put cameras up there. I put so one of the things. So you're about, here at the house and you. See I could, I can, I, I could log on. I could log <laughs> on and see what was going on in that field. Look at with the amount of money that that program, you know, we spent and we raised and whatever. The cameras are there for uh, scouting purposes and for, for the scouting co- purposes for the coaches to watch practices when they're not able to be. Now this there. is podcast. That's, this is audio only. So when, just, he, when he said scouting purposes, you couldn't see the air quotes. Right, that, uh, right. There you go. That, occurred. that was the uh, scouting purposes. So what do you mean you were made aware? Like I didn't know. I just now know. So, it, so one of the uh, one of the, the people that run the the Manhattan Beach. Uh, oh, the NBF people. Yeah, they let you know. They let me know that uh, you know that. Look, at, there may be concern that you're watching kids and you're not, yeah. and there's a privacy issue. And I said, no, that's that's actually not what those cameras are there to. For the coaches and practices, and I don't have access. I don't. You know. We have cameras around the gym, right? Right. Yeah. No. So that, that that's yeah. the interesting thing is. So is a gymnasium, okay? The yeah. the basketball facility, the wherever it is, is are those doors locked or are those wide open twenty four seven for anybody to come in and play? Well, of course they're not wide open yeah. for it. So why is a baseball field? that has been, you know, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to improve. Why is that just open for anybody, for people to run their dogs on the field? Because it was only a couple hundred thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, remember the gym, though, that was a a funded thing. That baseball field, that was was the the baseball program. That's that's a pro-level comeback (laughs) right there. You must must work in media. That was a a pro-level comeback. Well, I was mortified that... I ran a little kid off and his dad, is that no, what it, No, I'm mortified <laughs> that someone in the community of your stature is, has taken this, I don't want to say relegated because that diminishes right. what you did, right. but you were suddenly strapped with this responsibility of watching our fields because we were so incompetent and no. inept that we couldn't have, but as a principal, you can see that's you see how, how the mind that's, works. Yeah. Like Eric, Eric thinks so little of me that he's like, okay, I got to protect this field because Ben's not going to do it. Well, you know? no, so, so I, I'll be honest with you. So it's, you have a thousand things going on and yeah. a thousand things a lot more important than a baseball field. And I was, you know, look at, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to take on that responsibility. Right. And I wouldn't expect, and, and here's the other thing too. I wouldn't expect anybody else to have the same pride and commitment and, you know, into that, and it's funny. I, I talked to a guy, Gary Wayland, who's very involved in 
in procuring a lot of improvements Very around involved. it. And so, you know, he'd always tell me, he says, you're going to have to learn to let it go because it's going to drive you nuts. You know, you've, you've provided the facility or you've helped facilitate that. And you, you can't worry about it all the time. I mean, I ran a guy, when you, yeah. Trent Dilfer, who's football or whatever, yeah. he was running a camp over there on, on one of the adjacent fields. And then he had his guys on the baseball field. Yeah. I wore his ass out. And he, and I know him like, you know, he's like, okay, you know, don't, you know, I'm not like, what are you doing on the baseball field? You're, you know, so I was equal opportunity. It didn't matter who you were. If you were, see, that's, that's fair. And, and, you know, Trent Dilfer, he can't wave his Super Bowl ring around because the defense got him out. (laughs) Right. He was a quarterback. (laughs) He just game management. Oh, you know what I would tell people when, when, you know, you know, it would come up occasionally. Eric told me I can't use the field like, like you you were like I was regarding like I was part of the, of the athletics yeah right team. right like no, right right right. He said, "Where where does Eric get off?" And I and I go, "Well, look at Eric feels strongly about the field. He put a lot of time and energy and resources mm-hmm. into the field." And and I'm getting to a point here that I think speaks to you. I said, Eric. He, he has a championship mindset as a professional athlete that you, you just don't turn off. Mm-hmm. So I said, you're getting a glimpse, I think, and I don't know because I never right. played ball with you. I said, but I think what we're getting a glimpse of is what it was like to be a teammate of Eric or be in the clubhouse with Eric where he, he takes ownership of this and he works hard and there's no latitude like... Right. That's it. That, so it's interesting you say that because it's it, it it's probably true, and I don't know that it's healthy, but it's it's you know if I'm going to do something, I'm all in, and I expect everybody else to be all in. Much better said of what I was just trying to stumble through. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. it, it's almost like the, you know it's like you can't you can't be that like that in life. You just can't. And unfortunately, that's. You know, like I said, it's probably one of the negative things about me is like I'm 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 like that in every arena, and I've learned to 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 step back, and I've learned to you know, it's like I had somebody talk to me you know years ago. One of the reasons you know why I've been able to achieve what I've been able to, achieve, I'm competitive. Well, you can't be competitive in every single thing in life. I can't be competitive in my conversations with my wife. I can't be competitive. I can't be all in on every. You, you'll go nuts, but that's you know going you back to the field. I've learned. I've there's situations and there's places for it, and I'm not I'm not competing every day as an athlete. And there's there's two. Well, there's two, you you have to adjust. You have to see the situation. You have you know what may just be all encompassing for you, may be trivial for everybody else. And you can't you can't get frustrated with them, or you can't have expectations, because they're not at the same high intensity level that you are. And like I said, that I'm, I'm not I'm not proud of that, and I'm not saying that it's good, bad, or whatever. But I acknowledge it. What makes it a value is there's so few people like that. But again, it's good. Mediocrity and ba- wins a lot. Right. So I, I don't, I don't know that I, I, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying mediocrity. I'm not saying, but it's, it's what I think is just super important 
may not, like again, the baseball field for me, that's all that mattered over there, mm -hmm. you know, right? You've got, you've got a whole campus, you've got faculty, you've got students, you've got, so, you know, when you make reference to, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, you didn't think that I could handle the baseball field. Yeah. I had nothing, like that's, that, you know, that, that wasn't it at all. It was just, I know that I'm going to be all in <laughs> everything. Like I got nothing else to worry about. Over there. The game was the field. Mm -hmm. You yeah, were one there, team. Right. And the Manhattan Beach community was the right. other team. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm all in on winning this thing. And, 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 it, and it showed. You right. Know? And, right. And I, and I never took it as a negative. Mm -hmm. I only shared with you the psychosis of a of, principle. Yeah, right, right. You know, but it never, at least on my end, it never affected our relationship. No, okay. no. But, but with some, it does. Like with sure. some, like the principal now is going to want to assert their, you know, I'll show Eric, you know, you know, Mr. Right, All right. time home run leader. Right. I'll show right. you. I can, I can, well, it's man, interesting I can you, manage a field. Well, it's interesting you say that because, you know, again, that I'm obviously not as involved, but yeah. there have been issues over at the field with, and, you know, there's a new principal and there's, and it's just. Do they come to you? Do people come to you? They say, don't, they don't, no, they don't come to, because I've removed my, now they come to me for, you know, like whether it's maintenance or, hey, how did, were things done or whatever. But for, for issues, everyday issues, yeah. this year, not really. So you, um, great baseball career. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. household name in baseball. And when did you, when did you first know you're going to be really good at that? I, I mean, the baseball thing kind of just happened. And, and that just, I, I played in high school. I was good in high school. We had a very good, but, but being good in Southern California in baseball, there's a dime a dozen. It's like being a good football player in Texas, right? Or mm -hmm. So I ended up, I walked on to UCLA, got in there strictly, you know, academics. And which is when I tell that story, I'll always tell kids, you better be all in on the academics. And, and my baseball career was a result of academics because ended up going to UCLA. And I, I, I walked on, played there for a couple years. And then when I was drafted my junior year, then I'm thinking, all right, you know what? I'm going to go give this thing a shot. I'm going to go give this pro ball deal a shot. And it wasn't until then that I actually thought that, hey, you know, maybe there's an opportunity. And then you play through the minor leagues. Just because it seemed that back then, you know, when we were growing up, it's, it's like that seemed so foreign. Like you see that on TV or, you know, you may run into a, a professional football player, a baseball player somewhere, and you just feel like, oh, my gosh. And I never thought that that was you know, my path at all, but it's so, it's such a contrast today where you've got oh. kids hitting off the tee who are, you know, they're, they're in the pipeline. Now, right. Well, right. I mean, they're playing t-ball and yeah, the next stop is the big leagues, yeah, right? It seems, yeah. it, it doesn't seem so far away now because of media, because of uh, technology, all these sorts of things. And I don't know if that's good or bad though. I, I, because I, I think that a lot more people think that it's, it's an attainable, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say job, but it, it's, it's, oh, if I work hard, I'll get, you've got to be lucky as heck. You've got to be good. You've got to have the right <laughs> breaks. You've got, like, it helps, I, I tell, it helps to be good. It, well, you've got to be good, but, but there's, there's, there's thousands of people that are good. 
yeah. athlete. You know, there's hundreds of thousands that are good. Yeah. And, but you've got to be in the right place at the right time. You've got to have some good fortune. You've got to never get hurt. You've got to get, like I, I tell, you know, I, I jokingly say, it's like you've got a better chance of going to, you know, the local convenience store and buying a lottery ticket, you know, and yeah. then, then you do it. It's, but people, you know, you, you pursue it. And if you're fortunate enough, it, it happens. So you did the majority of your time, all except like two or three years, right? You With, did the majority it, of your time at the Dodgers. Dodgers, yep. And what, what's your, your record is the single season home run leader, right? No, no, it's career. Career, career, home, career runs home runs in LA, in LA. Now and remember- The Dodgers are in LA. Yeah, okay. there's two, there's the Dodgers, there's <clears throat> the Brooklyn Dodgers, LA Dodgers. And so I, I have the most of any the LA. The career home run leader for the LA Dodgers. LA Dodgers, Dodgers correct. I, yeah, I knew. I, yeah, I'd, look, I'd looked up that stat because I didn't yeah. want to get it wrong. So how, how big of a surprise was it? And it's relevant to our topic of retirement. Right. How, how big of a surprise was the trade with the Cubs? That was a surprise. I mean, I, 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 I heard rumblings of it, but, you know, until it actually happens. Um, but I, you know, I had grown up, you know, Dodgers and was, you know, Dodger organization. It's all I knew. And then I get traded to the Cubs. I was like, Oh, wait a minute here. What do we got going here? Yeah. I'm the career <laughs> I'm home here in LA, right? The Dodgers. I, how, how are the Dodgers going to go on without me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is a fair question. <laughs> right. <man. laughs> right. Did the thought occur to you just retire and play golf? Was that ever? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. still is. Right. <laughs> I mean, so the crazy thing is, is where yeah. I'm at now in yeah. my life, I was just talking to somebody the other day. I've spent more time on the media side working at Fox and ESPN than I did playing. So like if you were to say, hey, so, you know, I identify myself, you know, first identify myself as a father and husband, right? But then I would, I would say, you know, baseball player. Well, actually I've spent more time doing, you know, analyst work and, and being in front of the camera than I did Playing, which is really bizarre. It is. It's like I, well, people say, "Where are you from?" I say, "Texas," but right. I've lived more of my life in California, right, 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 than I did in right. Texas. You know, so um, then then you go to the Cubs, mm-hmm. and you're 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 backing a guy up, right? And he gets injured, and you get in the game, and I don't know how many people know this, and I'm not really a baseball right. guy, so I didn't know this right away. Weren't you on first base in the Bartman game? Yeah, I was playing first base. You were on that, first base in the game. Bartman yeah, game. Yeah. So that, the Chicago experience was great just in that it kind of, you know, I'm getting near the end of my career and mm-hmm. I've got this experience where I'm living a couple blocks away from Wrigley Field. I'm walking to and from work. Um, I knew that it was near the end of my career, the last month of the season, games that I wouldn't be starting. I literally had a camera in the dugout, a little handheld camera, and I was videotaping the last month of that season. And so I've got all this footage that, I mean, I've, I've been approached so many different ways about you know putting together that footage because it was a special year for the Cubs, getting to the playoffs. It obviously culminated with us being eliminated in game seven prior going to the World Series. But I, I've got footage and that stuff is like, it's gold, but it's, you know, that was one of the things like, am I going to make a documentary when yeah, I was I'm done ask, playing? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? 
So I was just, I was, I was chronicling, I thought that I would retire after. I, I'm thinking this is a great way to go out, right? Go you to know, the series. We're going to go. Yeah, I mean, things are working uh, out. Things are falling in our favor. This is, this is a great way to go out. And so that's why I started to do it. I even got a, I got a letter from the league, uh, the National League, actually Major League Baseball. wasn't no. There was no National League, American League then, the, uh, about having a camera in the dugout during games couldn't have any electronic media. And, you know, that's since changed. I mean, got, you have iPads in there nowadays, but back then, you know, but I was, you know, I was, I've got all kinds of footage. Of, mm, good so stuff. this whole, uh, this whole renegade camera thing is like a... Yeah, that's it. it there's a theme. Yeah, yeah. There's a theme. It planted the seed. <laughs> there's a theme. So the seeds were planted <laughs> in, in Chicago, Chicago. Right, 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 right. For your outlaw cameras yeah, the in, camera, the, in America, Manhattan yeah, Beach. Now right. it all... Right, comes together. Now you understand, right? Coming together. Yeah. It makes sense. So um, what I like about, because I, I, you, you, you and I have talked about the Bartman game mm -hmm. before, and you, I remember asking you, tell me something nobody knows about the mm -hmm. Bartman game, and you said, you said to me, uh, after that inning, mm -hmm. you could just feel it in the dugout mm -hmm. that it was over, mm -hmm. which I think is fascinating the, about sports. Well, so it, it was over that night. Yeah. Right. So that night, and remember that wasn't the final deal, but that six. after, after that, you know, after that inning, you could just, the whole, the, the air out of Wrigley field had just been, I mean, it, 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 there was none. I mean, it was just quiet. It was just went like, holy geez, what it just, life had been sucked out of you. That I, you know. Not people who are non-athletes or mm -hmm. people who haven't played at the highest level like you, they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. How, important that air is that you described that just went out the, the energy the energy was gone yeah. right there all of it was just gone and it wasn't really it was it was because of what went on on the field but the like i said the energy all around just was unreal that's, and then gone. that's so abstract right to the functionality of sports sports Cause, right because the, the play all, and the all the all the all the mechanics are still there. You right. walk up to the plate, right. hand position, right. and right. I, I don't know. I'm talking. Yeah, the, yeah no, no, right. You know, and and here, see the ball, hit the ball, and you know everything, and that doesn't right. go away. So you know, but it, it did because it the did, air it was went out. it just like so. Yeah. You know, you say that the next day, the next day prior to Game Seven, our manager is walking around, sprinkling holy water on the infield, <laughs> right? And, and he is a big believer of positive energy and yeah. believing in this and that. And so, you know, at, at the time there was this whole thing, this Cubs thing about, you know, never yeah, going to win this and that. And he actually acknowledged, he says, you telling me, Kay, that people believing that all throughout the United States and this feeling like that, that doesn't amount to something that that energy doesn't create something or that doesn't, you know, for the universe. And again, you're getting into all this abstract stuff, but you know, I mean, it's gotta, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta amount to something. It's gotta have some sort of impact. It's gotta, I mean, well, obviously it did. Well, I, yeah, I don't you know. know. Well, I would still say it was a ground ball to short. that wasn't, <laughs> you know, a play yeah. that wasn't made. It was, it was it. Well, but. I was watching the, have you watched the Mets documentary? Yeah, absolutely. I, and well. that dumb question, but of course you yeah. have. But I love that they interviewed every guy. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which game it was, mm -hmm. but they got down. Yeah. They were leading, and then they got down. It was game six of the, the World Series. But they, they interviewed were, every guy. Yeah. And, and, it, and I remember every guy saying, the game's not going to end at my bat. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I don't care if the game ends and we lose. Right, right. But it's not going to end in my It's not going to end. Right. Lenny Dykstra said well, that, it with yeah. like 15 F-bombs. Right, yeah. That's... But he said, the, the game's not going to end in my bat. Mm-hmm. That's a different kind of energy that's inside, right? That, that's that an energy inside. But, but, even like the, but, but even like the environment there, and it's like, you know, I, I just feel like that was something different in that, you know, Bill Buckner, who was playing first base and the ball goes through his legs, like, you, you know, just because Mookie Wilson saying, I'm not going to make the last out, that had nothing to do with Bill Buckner, you know, like I, if he would have smoked a ball or something. That, yeah. And, and, and I get it, the believing thing. And it's always easy to say after the fact, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, true. oh, yeah, I still <laughs> believe. Keith Hernandez, a, a, you know, mainstay on that team, was up in the, in the clubhouse smoking cigarettes because he, he thought was, it was over. It was over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, they come call on. him on the <laughs> right. wall phone and say, you're supposed to be you're on deck. Right, 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 right. So. Wow. Well, I, I find all that fascinating yep. and one of my sports regrets in life is I'm not more of a baseball guy because I love it. And I love, I love baseball so romantic. Yeah. And I love the Costas quote in the Kim Burns documentary where he says baseball is the only sport where defense has the ball. Ball, yeah. It is interesting, right? And when he said that, I'm like, that gum. Yeah. That's so true. And one, one more thing on that, and then I'll move off of it. Um, in your display case down the hall here. Right. You have a piece of memorabilia that's super rare. Yeah. Which is a Cubs, Cubs World, World Series hat. <laughs> so t- From t- 2003. You know, the 2016 version is, but yeah, 2003. So can, can you tell how, to tell the story how you got it? So we, uh, again, looking like game six, we're ahead three to nothing, I think it was, going into that eighth inning. Um, and, and so what they do is, obviously the game's being televised and they're getting ready, you know, they want the locker room celebration. So they're preparing the locker room, putting up all the plastic, you know, they're putting these Cubs 2003 World Series hats in all of our lockers. Cause you're going to the, you're Cause going we're to the going, series. right? You're just getting it all set up. Yeah. We're going to the series and this and that. And, uh, you know, obviously it, 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 didn't, uh, it didn't work out, right? right? But I was able to get there myself. Uh, Carrie Wood, I think, has a hat. But I, I got that hat. And I've got, you know, because what they did is then they all took those hats. And they're trying to get them down. Get them down. They've got to take off all the, the plastic. They've got to get the TV cameras out. Because, you know, we're coming up. We, you know, we just, we just lost the game. You know, we've still got game seven. Um, but all those hats, you know, are destroyed. Yeah. Right. Or they, they send them, you know, to, to, you know, I mean, it sounds crazy, but they send all these, all this apparel and everything to, to, uh, you know, underserved countries or, you know, honestly, God, that's so where some all that kid stuff. in an underserved right, country right. could be I walking mean, around with a, right, right, half a million dollars right. worth of memorabilia <laughs> yeah, on his head. <laughs> So anyhow, I was able to, uh, yeah, I've got that. I've got that hat. And then up until the So morning. did you just get back in the locker room fast enough to snag one or they... No, no. So, so, no. So what happened is, so those, they were sitting up there and I had gone, I was, I was out of the game at the, or I was, no, I had come up. It was after the inning. We had just, I was out there, you know, playing first base. We have the incident. The inning goes haywire. I had come up and they're down in all this stuff and everything. You know, they're taking down everything. Yeah. And I just grabbed the hat, you know, and just stuck it in my bag. I figured, you know what? We're going to have it for tomorrow anyhow. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. We're going to have it, you know, like, but I'm going to grab the hat, and, you know, because game seven, you know, the next day. 
And I'll just we're going to win. I'll just wear it tomorrow. I'll have it. Yeah, we're going to win, right? And I'll be the first one. I'll, I'll, have, have, I'll have it in the well, dugout. I'm going to have two hats because I'm going to have that one in my bag, and they're going to put another one in my locker. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. So uh, after the Cubs, yeah. you did a year A's, with the A's. I did it. When you say I did a year, that, that almost sounds like you did it. You did a year in San Quentin or something. Right? It's like, no. You didn't get traded. I played. You got sentenced. I said, no, no, I, no, Oakland. I signed there. I had two two places to sign. I had either Oakland or Boston, and I ended up signing with Oakland because it's closer to home. I had just been in Chicago. Oakland goes to the playoffs every year. I did not sign with Boston. You know who won the World Series that year? Boston. Stay hot. But anyhow, yeah, I went to Oakland. Yeah, yeah. I went to Oakland. Yeah, that's that's really sad. <laughs> it's amazing, that. right? That's like really you just sad. think of the yeah. You I don't just know how to react that. to that. Yeah, but now you're really thinking, right? This is it. This is a, we have one more year. Does maybe. the word journeyman start to creep in? No, your I head was. I mean, or? I was the opening day first baseman in Oakland, and you know, I'm thinking I'm gonna. You know, that was one of the reasons why I went there as opposed to Boston. Is I, you know, they had portrayed that hey, you're gonna get an opportunity to be the everyday guy. Boston was not that that option. Um, so anyhow, I, you know, I, 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 I'm still at the end of my career, right? I know I got another year or two left. And now you're really starting to think. Starting to try and, you know, like, what is it I'm going to do? And I'm, you know, I've got the kids at home, so I'm not really looking for something to, you know, take up a lot of my time, but obviously I've got to find something of interest. And, uh, you know, again, in the back of my head, it's still the, 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 the media part, um, it keeps me involved in the game, and it allows me time with the family. Were you starting to talk to people? I hadn't really, you know, ESPN. So here, I was very friendly with the media, or, or accommodating with the media throughout my career. I know these guys and these men and women have a job to do, and so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't adversarial. And, you know, I learned to use the media for my benefit as well. So I'm thinking that, I'm thinking that that's the road I want to get in. Um, I want to stay involved in sports, but I, I still, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. And I'm still, I'm still playing baseball. So that's where my yeah. focus was. And how, how does the, do you approach them? Did they approach you? So, so after. Do you have the, an agent? Yeah. So I, I have an agent after the season. So they, they always. They I don't mean sports agent. Did you get a different agent? No, no, no. I, I use a sports agent. Okay. I, he's my same guy. Yeah. And, um. So from a media standpoint, they always talk about when they bring athletes into the, on the media side, it's always you want to bring in guys that still have dirt on their cleats, meaning they just retired, right? And so obviously I'm, I'm after the, the, the season with the A's, um, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I, I don't know if I want to play again. Um, I don't know about the travel, you know, what opportunities are going to be there on the media side. So you know, made it known that I am interested. So ESPN had approached me. I talked to the Dodgers. I had done a game for Fox at the end of the 2004 season, uh, a national game, which was really bizarre because I had never done a game in my life. And because of circumstances, a certain guy couldn't, had said some things, he was not going to be able to do the game. Giants-Dodgers, uh, last weekend of the season, national telecast hey eric would you like to do that game sure i'd love to do it never done a game anywhere anytime and you were still playing i had just i had been released by oakland okay. so i'm 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 home here that now, happened right? fast 
I mean, that was in July. I was done in July. I'm doing a game in LA, September. Dodgers-Giants, Steve Finley hits a walk-off Grand Slam. The Dodgers clinch the division. That was the first game I ever did. And I thought I was sweet. I was so bad looking <laughs> back, you know, I was horrible. What made you bad? But that, well, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I didn't even know what the talk back buttons were. Oh. And I didn't know as far as cadence during a game and not talking over pitches and understanding when things were. I, I, and, and, and the crazy thing is most athletes go into media without any type of training or sure. without any it's and 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 on the media side for the most part they expect you to just be good and you think you're just going to go in there and because you played you're an authority and it because john madden ruined it for everybody and right Pat i mean well, well but those guys right, right 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 because they just well they were great right were and the transition was but even then, I don't even know. Did they did they do games? Did they do practice? Like I didn't do anything. That was the first. And and I remember Fox you just said yes. I said yes. I said of course. Like, I'm going to get to do a national game that is going to be one of the biggest games of the year on Fox. People spend years in Great Falls, Montana, at the local news thing, and then they're doing the college games there, and then they then they can maybe go to a I'm getting to do it right out of the chute. So, of course, I've got to say yes. Afterwards, Fox, you know, I'm thinking, well, shit, now I'm going to be working for Fox. And, well, hey, look, at you know, you're going to have to go get reps somewhere. So okay. I ended up going to ESPN, and that's where I, I really I started to understand. And they were very good. A guy named Ed Placey took me under his wing. I did College World Series, Little League World Series. And what was great about that? is there were two and three games a day. So I was getting reps. Oh, yeah. And that's where, that's where I learned. I learned at ESPN for two years, and then I've been at Fox for the last 15 or 16. Wow. And um, how long do you see yourself going? I mean, as long as they'll have me. You know, it's very rare. I've been, I've been like I said, at Fox at 15, 15 years. This will be 16. Like, that's, that run is unheard of. I mean, very few guys are, very few men or women are at a place that long, let alone do it for that long. Usually you get recycled. And I'm sure my time is coming, but, you know, until they tell me, I'd be, you know, waiting for the season to start this year. Well, right? I have my theory. What's the theory? So I know you, mm -hmm. and I know Seth Davis, yep. and I know Rob Stone, mm -hmm. right? Uh, three guys mm -hmm. who are in media, and I never know if that's a derogatory term or not. Right, right. But, no, but three guys in media, so I apologize if I'm not. Sports media. Say sports, sports media. media. Three go. gentlemen <laughs> in sports media. You all have great hair. Oh, is that? Is that <laughs> that's my theory. You all have fantastic hair. I'm only a year older than you. Right, and right. your hair is a Donis <laughs> level, and I'm hanging on with different hairstyles. How, how about Dickie V though? Dick Vitale, he's a, he's outstanding, right? Jay yeah, Billis, basketball. But Dickie V, he has he's got catchphrases. Yeah, he does. He does. You're yeah. right. Yeah, no, you're so right. So if you don't have catchphrases, right, right, you better have hair. 
because you and Seth and Rob are all kind of same. You know, you're very, right, right. you know, you're very deliberate and surgical right, in right. your you're analysis and insightful all, right, right. and all three of you, good sense of humor. Right. Right. But the hair. That's what it is. I was driving down towards the strand one day and I saw Rob jogging. And the hair wasn't even moving, was and it? And the hair, it was it, like out of a scene out of Anchorman. Right. <laughs> so I sent him a text that said, please tell me you had just started running. Right. When right. I saw you crossing the chip trail at, right. at, Ar- at Arbor. Ardmore. Ardmore. And he goes, no, I was near the end. Why? Yeah, not a hair And I said, because your hair was perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that's my theory. That could be it. So, could be it. Anyway. Well... So when it does, right? When it's done, the broadcasting, yeah, sports media. Mm-hmm. Then what for you? Is that traveling? Maybe is that spending time, hopefully, with grandkids? Is it watching my kids? You know, as they move on in life. I mean, it's interesting. You know, we were talking off. You know, before the interview here about before I figured out how to. Make well, that's it, right. right. Yeah. No, but we were talking about you know, the, the, like what is what's going to allow you to do whatever you oh, want yeah. to do, and you know there are you know we own some properties, we create rental income. You know this this, I enjoy the baseball. I enjoy talking about games. I enjoy. But there's also other things like I, I, I would like to travel more. I think, uh, you know, my wife and I now we're, you know, we're basically empty nesters. We're, we're getting there. The, you know, I've got three kids, you know, one of them, Mika, she's going to be getting married. She's going to probably have kids very soon. Um, they're nearby. Are you going with you, Grandpa Karos? What are you going with? I, I think we're just going to go with e- I wish everyone EK. Could see. Just go with EK. I wish everyone could like see the a, uncomfortable that is, that is body scary, language right? you just had. That is scary. So what are you going with? EK. EK? EK, I think. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. You'll probably have a nickname, right? You'll get a nickname. I don't know if I'll just be called Grandpa or... But that's, yeah, I haven't really, that's a little bit so down the road. Right? Right no, I'm now. a little flustered on You're that, so right? I don't know. Right I don't know. I, I haven't really <clears throat> thought about that. I'm just, shoot. I love it. So my, uh, my, uh, our oldest is, uh, uh, like an adopted, uh, daughter that we have. Okay. And Christina. And when she brought her oldest in, she said, here's Grandpa Ben. I was like, whoa, I got pterodactyl right. arms. Right. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't let go of the kid too early because that kid would have dropped, dropped straight to the floor. And I said, whoa. So we had some discussion about it and, and what it would be because it wasn't going to be that. My wife, Grandma Shelley, she has no vanity about right, that. Right, right, right. She's right. just real people. Right, right. right but right. not me. Yeah, right. Yeah, and grandpa, so we right. had a discussion. And I have an uncle who had a nickname uh, as a grandpa that I dug and I ran it by everybody and it got picked up. Pops. Pops. So yeah. I'm Pops. Right. That's like that's the hipster cool. version. That's cool though. Yeah, that's cool. Pops. I like Pops. So you're a grandparent, but you can still yeah, bench Pops. three plates. There you go. Right? <laughs> you're, 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 you know what I mean? You Pops. still, you still right, wear skinny right. jeans. Right, right, right. But you have grandchildren. Yeah. So I, I, so I okay, so what I'm hearing is you got to work on that. I've got to, I'm going to have to figure find, that out. Yeah, I'm going to have to find Because when I said Grandpa, Grandpa Karras, yeah, like I just, that just, you almost came yeah, up out no, of the couch. That's, that's not going to work. So travel. All right. But so I told you earlier that I, last night I talked to Jeff Rohr. Right. And when we talked about this, he talked a lot about painting mm-hmm. and, and, and he wants to, he's a, he's a, a, a Quietly, he's a songwriter, yep. which I got into. Interesting, in, in yeah, say, right. Yeah. And like no one apparently right. knows. 
And uh, what is that for you? What, what's your passion project? And I hate even using that term. I want to punch myself in the face. But what's your passion project? What do you do that's on that level, like you just love doing? Man, I, you know, I don't. So I, I, I've always enjoyed working out, right? But that's going to, that's going to change, right, as I continue to get older. Um, I enjoy music. I, I don't know that I have something. I've, I've tried to chase that golf bug, but I don't know that I have anything right now that just really, I'm just knee deep into something. And so I would say like my passion, my passion is my family, right? So yeah. that, that, it, that fills voids in so many different ways, right? And having three kids, it, you know, that is, and my wife, as you can hear right now as well, it's, you know, so I think that is something, I don't know that I, and I, I think that's fulfilling for me. I don't know that I have, right now it's the baseball. I don't know that I've, I've really found, I don't want to say found something because I'll be able to find something, whether I'll immerse myself in, um, you know, learning about something, whether it's, I don't know, taking care of the house. Like yeah. it sounds stupid, no. but it's, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in how things happen, how to do things. You know, now you can go on the internet and you can find all these, you know, mm -hmm. do it yourself sort of things. I'm not sure though that I have this, hey, I'm going to write poetry or I'm going to write novels or I'm I, like, that's, I'm not there. I'm not there, but I, I do. But I, here's I a love. I love that you admit that. Right. Because a year before I left Costa, that's where I was at. Mm -hmm. And it really put me into this process of trying to figure that out. Because mm -hmm. I didn't have what Jeff has where I'm going to retire and paint all the time. Or I interviewed Neil Perlmutter yesterday. And he talked about his dad who's like really into gardening. Yeah, right. And he's like, you know, gets into different types of plants and the, these flowers and what makes them, you know, he gets all into the science of it. And, and I know a year before I left Costa, I didn't have that. And so I love that you admit that mm -hmm. because I think that that's part of the beauty of the journey is figuring out what that might be. And are you handy when you talk about no, working around I'm the No, I'm not really handy. Like, I, I think I'm handy. So I'll read, I'll read something and I'll figure out, okay, so this I'm is how you is do it. I think the best guy thing to say. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. I, I, think I, think I am, handy. right? Yeah. And, and how difficult can this be? And, you know, so I will, I will do things, but it's not, but it, I'm not talking about like I'm building some project out in the backyard. No, no, I'm talking about how I'm going to remove the door and change the weather stripping and, that's, that's you know, all, that's all good. that, that sort There's of no stuff, shame like in that's, that game. that's the, you know, that's the level that I'm at, but it's, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, so what you're doing now, did you ever envision that? No. You know, three years before you decided to, no. to shut down the educating, right? Like, no. Right. So, no. and, and how did this happen for you? I started, I, I decided I wanted to focus on three things. Things I wanted to learn, mm -hmm. big projects I wanted to do, and then what my day-to-day -day life would look like. Because the thing I was most afraid of, the first day of retirement, sitting down on the couch and waking up 25 years later ready to die. Right, right, right. Like, I couldn't stand the idea 
I couldn't stand the concept of time post-career. So I was definitely afraid of sitting around. And I, six months into retirement, I'm still, right. I get real, a lot of anxiety if I think, let me just sit on the couch real quick and do this. Like I have anxiety. Like I, really? I stand at the counter in the kitchen with my laptop. and Just you're doing something. Yeah. So the learning stuff, the stuff I wanted to learn um, has to do with reading. Right. So I make sure I read and do, and I uh -huh. write and, you know, I'm keep, keep learning. Cause I think that's critical in getting older. Sure. Right? And, uh, projects, you know, I poured concrete, uh, in my backyard. Okay. I had a little concrete project right? and I want to learn about cars cause I'm a car guy, but I don't know crap about oh, cars, cars yeah. and I don't own tools. Right. So that, that hurts you being right, a car right. guy. Yeah, right. When your two biggest issues <laughs> yeah. are. I don't have tools and I don't know about cars. And I don't have any tools, but I'm a Otherwise, I'm you're right there. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm right there. And uh, so there's things I want to learn. And, and I'm actually uh, ready to apply at the community college in Albuquerque. To take a class. To, to, and they have eight classes yeah. in automotive. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> and it's funny to put on there that you have a doctorate, you know, right, and, right, right. They're like, what the why heck? again are you applying at the, I'm gonna learn about cars. So that's cool. And then the daily stuff, you know, I make sure that, um, you know, I'm reading every day. I'm writing every day. Mm -hmm. Oh, one of the projects was do a podcast, do video logs. So mm -hmm. those are projects, mm -hmm. right? And, and I want to write a book, but the day to day stuff, one of them is critical is working out. Oh, sure. Right. You know, right. And staying fit and looking good. I mean, you're on mm -hmm. TV, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you've got that motivation, mm -hmm. right? Do you always mm -hmm. want to look presentable? But for me, it's, uh, I, I don't work out to a goal. I work out running from a goal. I'm running from the Grim Reaper. Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. So I make sure. So I, I kind of put things in those three categories yeah. those three buckets so I like I like the thing though the, the, the taking a course at a community college or whatever like yeah. I, I that is like I'm always on the cusp of I'm gonna sign up for this class I'm gonna, but I just I haven't yet just because from a time standpoint sure. I don't like I I, I here's the thing you is the if time. you ask me what I'm doing I would I'd say well I'm not really you know I don't really have anything concrete that but I feel like I'm busy 24 7 yeah so that, you know, when, when I, I guess when I'm find myself sitting on the couch for four hours, then I know I've got a problem and I haven't been there yet. I haven't <laughs> been there yet. So that'll be interesting. And I hope my, my, my ask is that as you start to search through that and figure mm -hmm. out what that is, let's talk again. Mm -hmm. Let's talk again. Cause I think it's interesting that you say, well, I, I, I really don't know. And, and that, which is fine. But at some point you're going to start to go, what's now, what's next. But so like, I feel like I've, I've, I went through that with baseball yeah. and now I'm in this broadcast world. Yeah. Right. And so, so for instance, I don't know, you know, with Fox, I don't know how long that, it could go on another 10 years. It could go on another two years. I'm also now I'm doing stuff with the Dodgers where I'm going to do road games. Okay. So that's, and that's new for me. So that, that, that could theoretically be 10 or 15 years. Yeah. So I don't know that I'm at, you know, I had my transition from being on the field to off. And then now I'm like, I don't feel like I've, I'm looking to that next 
Like my next yeah. is the broadcast world, right? Season's about to start. Season's about to start. And so that's why I say, you know, I don't know. You knew that you were going to leave education. Yeah. You knew that. Like there, or there was something and you said, all right, I'm out now. I've got to plan my exodus. And what am I going to do after? I, I knew a year ahead. A year ahead. Okay. So then things start rolling. Like what the hell am I going to do? And I will say this. While I was playing baseball, one of my biggest fears of not retire, like why didn't I, not because I continued to love playing, because I didn't know what life was gonna look like not playing. And right now with where I am in my life, I don't, I'm not, like look at this, you know, at least with the, that, that'll last as long as I wanna do that, yeah. right? So I don't know that I'm, at that cusp again i was i was as a player as a player yeah and right now like i don't know is 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 my passion or my calling games like i wouldn't say it's my passion but that's kind of what i'm i enjoy it i'm doing that and that's you know i don't know when that time's going to come where i'm not doing blank and it's just going to be about me and what I want to do because yeah. I feel like that's that's kind of where you're at right now yeah. you know you're you're pursuing these things that are of interest to you and you're you're making it work yeah and it's a passion or at least we think it's a passion <laughs> yeah no it is it's taking it up is. time it is the greatest thing about being retired is you can say no that's you know. a great point Right. You, know, you can just say no to things where before I, I couldn't like, no, you know, right. Uh, Glenn, Marks, Glenn Marks called me Dr. Yes. That was his nickname for me. What a jerk, huh? Well, like you said, is that true to, or is to that... come full circle, like you said about the field and, you know, talking to Gary Whalen him saying, you know, you just, right. you just have to let it go. I was in the gym yesterday. Oh, and uh, I'm standing, Driving nuts, watching, yeah. and a gentleman walks in, and he has on dress shoes. And he started to go on the court, and I actually felt right. the adrenaline exactly. taste. <laughs> like I got jacked. I'm I was, telling you, right? I was going to forearm shiver. Right, right. And I, and, I, and I had to just say, you know what? Um, I'm a guest here, too. Yeah. And that, that's, and my wife asked me after I called her after I left the gym and she goes, well, was it hard? I go, no, it wasn't hard, but I had to remind myself at several points along the way, this isn't um, yours anymore. I'm not the this principal right, here anymore. Right, it's right. not my gym anymore. Right, right. You know, these aren't my kids anymore. Right. This isn't my event. Right. And it, you know, there's no melancholy there, but you still feel it. Hundred percent, and I'm sure when you're in the booth and someone jacks one, there there could be a little subconscious twitch. You know, well, no, but you when you say that, it's it's very similar to it's just like even, you know, going back to the stadium or going, you know, yeah. And and the reality is, you know, I'm just another person, you know, going to the set, you know. But there was a time, but but I'm just saying, but I, I but it's, and I can it see this. Similar. I can see this like yeah. with, with guys that had played 20 years prior to me, yeah. whether it's Steve Garvey or Ron Say. It's like sometimes you still feel <clears throat> like, look, I'm like, I, I hit fourth here. Like, I hit fourth here. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you better show some goddamn respect. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you're not, you're not, but yeah. 
And, but it's natural. But it's, it, it's natural. just like, right, right. It is. It's, well, that's what I'm saying. When, so when, when I'm happy to hear, so I don't think I'm nuts. Yeah. That that like you're watching a guy yeah. walk onto the court yeah. in his dress shoes and you're going, yeah. you know, you, at least you feel still. Uh, you still uh, feel. Now I know what to do. I'm going to put cameras in the gym. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I, but think, the bottom line is, and, and, and we'll end here is, though you feel that way and you know that about yourself when you go into Dodger Stadium, you'll never stop being Eric Carlos of the Dodgers. Just as... I'll never stop being Bendale. Right, right, right. High school. high school. Yeah, right, right. right. And, and as long as we have a healthy respect for that and, and honor that legacy on both our ends, I think right, right. we're always Then it's it right all there. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All no. right, so here's this, our closer. This is good stuff. I've got uh, Hatch Green Chili Hot Sauce. Okay. And I have, in this nice this wrapping, I don't know why that glass doesn't get wrapped, but this glass gets wrapped. Prickly pear cactus jelly. Okay. I've had both. Okay. And I just want to know where you're at. Are you, are you hot sauce today or are you prickly pear cactus jelly today? So let me ask you this just real quick. Is it jelly? Is that sweet or is that? Yeah, oh, it's, I, it's great. Oh, I, I'd be all over the jelly. Like I could just, that's my. Prickly pear jelly. I'm, I'm a, okay. uh, yeah, I would go. I like I would, it. That's the, there you go. Have some the, prickly pear. Thank you. Cactus jelly. So like, I, would I put this on like a toast, toast. or something? Uh-huh. Um, prickly pear. Jeff picked jelly and said uh, he's going to put it, he's going to cook duck. He wants to oh, put it on interesting. Some duck. That's a great call. Yeah. He's going to put on some duck. And right. Jeff, Jeff was hot sauce. Really? I mean, uh, Neil. Neil was hot Promoter. sauce. Yeah, he was hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah, he was a hot sauce guy. No, this is... Yeah. Thank you. All right. No, hey, thank you. Good stuff. Really, really great of you to do this. And, well, yeah, no, good luck with this yeah, thing. I mean, I'm, I just like the, the conversation. Yeah, me too. I'm Dr. Ben Dale, and I have a fear of retirement.